Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Today, guys, we're talking about six reasons why you can't stop drinking alcohol. What is it about alcohol that is stopping you from living that great quality of life without it as a happy non-drinker? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this video. And by the end of this video, you're not only going to have some tactics to kind of deal with alcohol in the short term, but you're going to be able to kind of bring awareness to the reasons why you can't stop. And when you can bring awareness to these different elements of of your mindset around alcohol, well, when, when we've understood those things, then you can start to dive deeper into each of them. So This is going to be kind of an overview of why you can't stop drinking. And then I'm going to send you to some different videos that you can watch to kind of further your knowledge on the journey. So this video is going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be pretty impactful. So it doesn't really matter if you're struggling at the moment. Basically, by the end of this video, you're going to have a bit of a better game plan and a few better ideas on how to overcome this problem. Now, the first reason is that you have rationalizations that need dismantling. People that can't stop drinking will justify their behavior, right? We have this inner dialogue with ourselves because we know that we're doing something wrong. We know that what we're doing is not giving anything to us, right? We know that it's causing destruction. We know that it's causing pain. We know that it's stopping us from reaching our potential. Now, there's no way that you could do that to yourself and and see it for what it is without rationalizing it in your head without coming up with justifications for your behavior. And I recently went on a channel, a lady called Amber. I'm going to link to her channel down below. She talks a lot about addiction on her channel as well. Very nice lady, very knowledgeable, very good uh, at what she does. So I'm linked to her channel below. But she asked me to go on a channel to talk about this. So I was in one of the videos and she wanted me to share my experience with rationalizing my own behavior. So I'll just quickly fill you guys in on what I shared there. But I was very, very good at justifying this insane behavior of drinking a poison again and again and again. And I would say things to myself like, I'm relieving stress. You know, I've had a hard day. I need to have a drink to calm down at the end of the night. You know, maybe I wanted to talk to a member of the opposite sex and I needed a bit of courage. So I'd have a drink and and then I'd be able to go and do those things. I thought that it would help me relax. I thought that I drank because, you know, I had a drinking problem. I was an alcoholic. I thought that I was the problem. I thought that that's just what I, that's what I did. I thought that I would drink because I was in the habit of drinking. I thought that sometimes I'd go out and drink because I wanted to have fun and I wanted to have a good time. And I had all of these rationalizations in my head. And it was only when I was able to logically look at all of these rationalizations and break them down and dismantle them and see them for what they were, which is nothing but justifications, nothing but rationalizations. Not a single one of these beliefs that I had or rationalizations that I had had any truth in them at all, right? When I was able to objectively look at them and break them down using that first principles mental model that I talk about, that's when it all changed. That's when my life changed. And that's when my drinking just went from 100 to zero, literally within hours. It was just like this light bulb moment where I was like, I don't want to drink anymore. So this is the very first thing that stops people from actually stopping drinking. It's these rationalizations and not being able to objectively look at them and kind of almost see yourself in a third person, right? Be able to see your thoughts and see them for what they are as thoughts. Uh, And that stops a lot of people. Now, there are very many ways for you to overcome these rationalizations, you know, but it, it, the main thing is using first principles thinking to objectively look at them is to break down all of the reasons It's to see them for what they are. And that stops so many people. So many people have these rationalizations and they kind of hold on to them. They, they grip onto them as, as tight as they can. And they're afraid to let go of them. They're actually afraid to, to look at them and see them for what they are. And that's an uncomfortable process for a lot of people. A lot of people will try to go through that and they'll feel pain. But 
Again, it's like, I think it's a critical thing to go through. And again, like I've said in the past, you can do this through hiring coaches, investing in programs, reading books, watching YouTube videos. And you can really start to develop that, that worldview where you see your mindset and you see alcohol in a different way. So that's the first thing that, that stops a lot of people. Now, the next thing is the fact that we're being conditioned by society. And again, I've spoken about this a lot of times. I've, I've done a more of an in-depth video on this in the past. But to touch on it again, basically, when we try to stop drinking, right, what we do is we go to society, we go to our friends, we go to our doctor, we go to a therapist, we go to our family, we go to whoever it is. And we say, how do we stop drinking? And we get told all of this information, right? You know, stopping drinking is going to be really difficult. It's going to be really challenging. Maybe you, you're the problem. Maybe you're an alcoholic. Have you tried going to a meeting? Have you tried cutting down? Have you tried moderating? And have you tried doing it for a 30 day challenge, blah, blah, blah. And we get told all of this information. Now, the problem with this is that all of the people that tell us this information have been conditioned to think of alcohol in a certain way. And we've been conditioned through, through marketing, through media, through other people that drink alcohol. We've been told these messages about alcohol that it's a good thing, a positive thing. So then the, the problem with this is that when we try to stop drinking it and we go out to ask these people, how do we do it? Well, it's these same people that are telling us all of this information, right? People that view alcohol as a good thing are telling us that it's going to be hard to stop drinking. Well, if you view alcohol as a good thing, of course, it's going to be hard to stop drinking it, right? And this is a problem. We, we start to get advice from people that really have got no clue what they're on about because they, they don't see alcohol for what it is. And what the problem with all this is, is that we're basically getting advice from people who have been conditioned by society. And to overcome this, well, this is not an easy process because you've got to be able to basically look at things and, and just be able to see things for what they are. You have to be able to kind of look at this conditioning and, and, and see it happening with your own eyes. So for example, when a, a when you when you tell a, maybe, maybe you go to a bar and you tell somebody that, oh, I'm not drinking. And that, then that person comes up to you and is like, why would you not want to drink? What's wrong with you? You know, why would you not just want to have one? Alcohol's good, alcohol's fun, beer, yeah, blah. And it's these kind of messages that, you know, they've been happening for our whole life, right? People see alcohol in this way and then they, and then they put that energy onto us. They put that worldview into us that alcohol is a good thing. And because that's been happening for years upon years upon years, when you make the decision to stop drinking it, and somebody comes and does something like this to you, if you aren't able to objectively look at that person and go, this person is delusional, this person has lost his mind, this person is completely brainwashed into thinking that alcohol is a good thing, and clearly the person's addicted to a drug, if you aren't able to see that, and you actually believe it, then the conditioning continues, right? So you could actually be a non-drinker, this person could come up to you and start to kind of push it on you and tell you all of this stuff, and if you don't see that for what it is, then eventually you'll start to buy into it again. You'll start to buy into the nonsense, the BS. And that's what happened to me. So I, I basically had this period of time where I stopped drinking using willpower for about nine months. Everything was going well. But I was at a New Year's Eve party where everybody around me was drinking, right? And because basically all these people are conditioned to think of alcohol in this way, it's adding to the party, it's making it better. And what happened is people kept offering me drinks. And at first I was just like willpower resisting, like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I want to go back home to my girlfriend, my business, blah, blah, blah. I'm good, I'm cool. And eventually I just succumbed to it. Eventually I started to go, ah, do you know what? Maybe they're right. Boom, I'm back into it. And, and then my willpower ran out and I drank again. But now I'm able to see those people. If I was if I was to go to a New Year's Eve party now, these days, somebody offered me a drink, I'd feel sorry for them. I'd look at them and I'd think, why are you falling for this? But at first I didn't understand the conditioning. I didn't understand that that's what's going on. So this is another big thing. And, and you know, a lot of people don't really understand this. And a lot of people, you know, they might just be thinking, this guy's, what's he on about? I don't really care. I'm trying to help you develop that worldview where alcohol just isn't a thing anymore. It's not like you have to try to not drink it, right? And being able to understand the conditioning 
functioning. And then when you actually see it happening in society and in your life, which it inevitably will do, it 100% will do. There's no avoiding it. You, you, there's going to be marketing messages that come to you no matter what you try to do, right? If you can see that for what it is, it will change the game, right? If you can have that level of awareness, everything will change, right? So that's the next. And this is like a big part of the Sober Clear program. We dive really deep into the conditioning. I've got like full modules that are developed just to understanding this thing because it's it's a big topic, right? You, you obviously, you, you've got to be aware of it, but you've got to also know what, what to look out for. Like I was talking about in the marketing the normal drinkers there's a bunch of other things but it's a good place for you to kind of start researching and, and trying to understand how you've been conditioned to view alcohol now the next thing that you've got to understand and the next thing that stops so many people from actually stopping drinking is the fact that it is a highly 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 addictive drug now i know that sounds so obvious and i know that sounds like a, a complete no-brainer and you might think leo come on give me some substance here oh that was a pun unintended but anyway so it's an addictive drug right a highly highly, highly addictive drug. And the, the likelihood of it is that if you drink one drink, you're probably going to drink another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, right? That is the nature of the drug. That is not a nature of the person, right? The drug is designed to dehydrate you, and it's designed to lower your inhibitions. So when you drink one drink, you think that you, you drink this drink, and, and, and then you're, thirst, you're thirsty, right? You drink a drink, an alcoholic drink. Then five minutes later, you're even more thirsty, and your inhibitions are lowered. So the, the thought of just having one drink has now gone out the window because the first drink was fine. It went down. It felt really good. You drink the next drink and the cycle just continues. It just goes bomb, 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 right? It is an addictive drug. And this is what stops people. But so many people are not willing to see it for what it is. They are not willing to kind of go, I'm addicted to a drug, right? They just see it as, I don't know how they see it. They see it like the same way that they might see a, a dessert, right? It's just like something I indulge in, something that I enjoy. The reality is, is that it's an addictive drug, the same, the same way cocaine is addictive, the same way nicotine is addictive, right? There is no difference between these drugs and alcohol. And the only difference is, is that governments make alcohol legal, right? But it's just the same as all these other drugs. And as we know, it causes more death, more destruction than any other drug out there, right? So it's an addictive drug. And that stops people. People aren't willing to say to themselves that, okay, I'm addicted to a drug, right? They're not willing to do that. And I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable to kind of hear it, but it's just the fact of the matter. That's just the nature of alcohol. It's an addictive drug. And, and when, 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 when people get addicted to it, they can often start to think that they have got a problem, right? They are the problem. But really, it's the nature of alcohol. It's, it's literally an addictive drug, right? But anyway, let's just, get, let's just move on. I don't want to spend too much time there. The next thing that stops a lot of people from stopping drinking is actually spending time with the wrong people. So back when I had basically, I, I, so I stopped drinking for nine months, uh, I had a you know great life for this nine months, then I uh, relapsed, and then I went off the rails for, I don't know, seven, eight months, destroyed all the things that I built whilst uh, not drinking, right? And I was working in a restaurant, and the restaurant culture is, it's, uh, it's heavily involved around, around drinking, right? Every night at the end, of, there'll be people that go to the to the bar and then start drinking. And hanging around with these people did nothing for me. It did nothing for me, right? Now, I wasn't exactly close to these people. I didn't really know them that well on a personal level. We were kind of work colleagues, right? We were acquaintances. And then at the end of the night, we could go and we could drink together, right? That was probably the extent of the relationship. I'm not saying I could dislike these people. It's just, that's just the way it was, right? And hanging around with these people did nothing for me to find a solution to my drinking problem, right? And I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm not trying to talk down to them, but everybody was in the same routine of finishing work, going to a bar, drinking, right? There's no way I could surround myself with those people and be happy about being a non-drinker. 
right? Now, I'm not saying that you need to start avoiding, you know, bars and restaurants and all that stuff. As, as you guys know on the channel, I always say that once you reframe the way that you view alcohol, you can do what you want. But there are certain situations and certain people that you may wish to avoid, right? However, that being said, like it's not like you want to avoid alcohol. It's impossible to avoid alcohol, right? You want to go to bars. You want to go to restaurants. If your partner orders a drink, you don't want to look at them and wish you could drink. But there are certain people that I would just avoid, not because I feel the need to avoid them because they're drinking, but I just didn't really have any genuine enjoyment with hanging around with them. It was only, the only reason I hung around with them was because of the drink. Now, I had to be okay with kind of distancing myself from those relationships and just kind of, you know, putting a bit of space between them and just kind of saying like, this is going nowhere productive. Like this relationship is, and these, these friendships, they're just going nowhere. They're just stuck in the same cycle for years on end. And I'm just like, sorry, but I've just kind of got to separate myself from that. Uh, it, it can be quite difficult to do that, especially if these people have been, you know, uh, around for many years. And it's, it's quite an uncomfortable thing for some people. But, you know, you've got to kind of look at these relationships and say, is this is the way that this relationship has been going on for the past few years? If I was to continue doing this for the next few years, is there going to be a lot of value in the relationship, right? That's uncomfortable for some people. But I would advise you to really look at the relationships that you've got and kind of start to question is the behavior that both of you have in the relationship a, a, a good long-term thing? I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. I'm talking about friendships as well. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a good place for you to start objectively looking at it and thinking, is it serving me? Anyway, that's actually quite uncomfortable for me to talk about. But anyway, so uh, the next thing that stops people from drinking is that you think that you are the problem. So this can be a pretty dangerous thing because if you think that you are the problem, it's impossible for you to get fixed. So like I was saying before, right, alcohol is an addictive drug, a highly, highly addictive drug. And what happens when people can't stop drinking it? Well, they start to go out to society, like I was saying, and they start to get all of this information. And quite often, they'll go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, I'm not saying that AA is not for is not a good way to stop drinking. My mum has been to AA for 20 years, and plenty of people get great success with it, right? But if that didn't work for you, I think that there's a flaw in the program by saying that you are the problem. And I don't believe that to be true. I don't think that you've got anything wrong with you. I think that you're probably, you know, a good person that got caught up in a trap of drinking, of being addicted to a drug that's designed to be addictive, right? If you drink an addictive drug and then you drink it again and again and again, that's not a freak accident, right? There are some people that have one drink and then go home, but there are millions of others that don't. That doesn't mean that there's a problem with you. It means that the drug is addictive. And this was something that I had to overcome myself because I thought I was the problem. I thought that that's why I, I, I couldn't stop drinking. I thought that I would have to live with this disease for the rest of my life, but it just didn't turn out to be that way. I was able to stop drinking. I was able to reframe the way that I viewed alcohol. Then immediately I was able to go towards a better quality of life. I didn't need to go to meetings for the rest of my life and give myself up to God. I just changed the way that I viewed alcohol set some new goals for myself, got back in the gym, started my business again, you know, got into another relationship and I just went forward. I just went to a better quality of life. So this can be something that holds a lot of people back and it's thinking that they're a problem. Now, if you go to AA and you've had great success with AA and you've bought into the idea of being an alcoholic and you've given yourself up to God and that's working for you, I'm not saying that you need to go and dismantle this. That's not a bad thing. The system works, the AA system works if you fully buy in. If you're all in, to that system, it will work for you. It worked for my mum, it's worked for 20 years. But for me, it didn't work, so I had to find another way. And there was no way that I could hold on to this ideology that I was the problem and find a solution to the problem without going through the whole AA system. And I didn't want to do that. 
right? And there's nothing wrong with that, despite what they'll tell you, despite them saying that if you don't go to AA, you're doomed forever. It's not true. It's absolutely false, 100% false. More people stop drinking without AA than do. Far more, probably nine, I, I, I can't get, I don't know the exact statistics. I've had a look at them before. Far more people stop drinking without AA than with AA. So that is not true. But I had to dismantle this idea that I was the problem and I soon realized that I wasn't. Now, the sixth reason why you can't stop drinking alcohol is because you haven't developed a new paradigm. So when I say developed a new paradigm, I want to give you an example. I want to talk about business. So when people start a business, they, you know, you, like I remember when I, when I told my mom that I wanted to move to Thailand, uh, I wanted to work online, I wanted to start my own thing, I wanted to do my own thing. I remember I told her and, and I could kind of see her like go like, what? Why? And, and basically people have got a paradigm that starting a business has got a very high chance of failure. People think that it's going to be very difficult to start a business. 99, whatever, 90% of business, new businesses fail in the first five years, whatever the statistic is, right? But only by kind of going through it yourself and realizing that, well, there, there are actually processes and ways for you to start a business that can make it successful. Only when you've gone through that, then you develop this paradigm that actually starting a business is very straightforward and very easy, right? But it's the people that haven't developed the new paradigm that kind of give you this information. Now, I just think that's like a great example uh, for what a paradigm is. It's when you've gone through the process and you see the you see reality for what it is rather than this, this conditioned reality, well, that's when big changes happen. Now, most people that can't stop drinking haven't developed that paradigm where they see alcohol without the conditioning, without the labels, without the illusion. And developing this new paradigm will change your life completely. It will change the way that you view alcohol and you'll be able to see it as something that does nothing for you. Right, this idea of building this new paradigm changed my drinking forever. Because when I'd gone through it, it was like this light bulb switch, it was like this cut where I was just like, I'm done with alcohol, I'm moving on with my life. And to develop that paradigm, you know, watching videos like this one, watching this channel, reading books, investing in programs, investing in, in courses, in coaches, it can all help you to develop that paradigm where you see alcohol for what it is. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking Podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.